3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Never in the history of this country has this happened.
2: Right, Marty? It's historic. So, this kid goes out and kills four people at a high school. Mass shooting. Yeah, 2021. Yep. And... They charged mom and dad. It's never happened before with their responsibility for knowing he was mentally ill, knowing he needed help, and still giving him a
1: gun. He was 15 years old at the time, and the prosecution argued that Jennifer Crumbly was responsible for the deaths because she was, quote, grossly negligent.
2: By the way, we've seen this with uh, drug dealing, fentanyl cases. They follow the path back to the dealer and then grab the dealer, and I love it. But I want to go to one of my boys, one of the smartest attorneys I know, and get his take on the implications and possible ramifications. Phil lacente, good morning, sir.
0: Hey, good morning, Larry. Good morning, Marty.
2: So when you heard the verdict, Phil, what was your
1: reaction?
0: You know, I, I think I initially commented on your show. I, I think we're going down a slippery slope, obviously, you know, so people don't call me up hating me. It was a mass shooting. It's disgusting. But at the end of the day, where does the responsibility end? So to answer your question, you have mixed feelings because I know the district attorneys are attempting to suggest that this is progress. But Sam Massarino, who's a professor at Duquesne Law School, taught me in the 90s, we're going to go towards the European way where it's never the responsibility of the person. It's, in addition, someone else, and they're not conspiracies. And so that's what essentially we're dealing with you know, these days, guys. And that's, and that's scary because, Larry, you brought up, in uh, Morty, this case, and then Morty brought up the fentanyl cases, yep. and then I'm dealing with one which, without question, is going to go to the Supreme Court on, you know. And let me tell you about this case, guys. Yeah. On this case, the the son couldn't take the stand. The defense lawyer for the mother wanted him to take the stand, but the judge said, no, he may still appeal his sentence or I'm sorry, his, his verdict and sentence, and so he has a Fifth Amendment right. And the juries, guess what their question was? Uh, are we able to infer anything about the son not taking the stand? And the judge's response was, "No, you can't. Just oh. the evidence is in front of wow. you." So I think you get a different verdict if the kid's able to get up there. So you know, it's it's. I know everybody you know is tired of the violence. They're tired of like, do kids even learn anymore in schools? It's all about phones right. and. You know, TikTok and, and you know budgets keep going up for school districts. Everyone's frustrated. And then you deal with something like this. Here's what scares me about our society, though. People just go numb. They shut it off. Nice. Okay, honey, pass the salt. And it, it's scary because the, the folks that are always complaining about crime or whatever, blah, 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 a little minor crime, their kid might get into They come into my office and they're flabbergasted at some of the laws that are on the books and how you know a parent can be responsible or what so you know people really do have to take notice of this and i don't think you build it up too much to suggest the same
2: hey phil what's fascinating about the position he's in larry is that he's one of the best uh, criminal attorneys anywhere yet he also has insanely good lawyers who take civil cases so this could go either way for you right
0: Oh, yeah. There's no question. From how how I thought it should have been dealt with, and I think I spoke to this on your show or one of the shows on KDK when, when it first came out, was this should be dealt with in a different form, the civil form. This is clearly a failure uh, of the parents, uh, but does it rise to beyond all reasonable doubt, beyond any reasonable doubt? No, I don't think it does, and I think that the verdict was wrong. I think that you know, that civil component, you know, is more likely than not that she knew he had mental illness, that she knew, you know, he was a danger to others, that she didn't secure the gun. And, you know, the husband still has to take the stand oh, yeah. uh, in his own truck coming up. So it'll be it'll be interesting, but I think the judge, I understand the judge is ruling and I'm not going to, you know, right. challenge him. But at the same time, you know, if the jury asks that one question, I think it's a pretty integral <laughs> Piece
1: of evidence, and the kid should have been able to testify. So, Phil, we're nice. with Phil DeLicente, uh great defense attorney. So Jennifer Crumley faces up to 15 years in prison. Nice. Sentencing will be April 9th. What will be the considerations in this case? Because she doesn't clearly present a threat necessarily to society nice, in general. Nice, nice. Yeah, you're you're right,
0: Larry and I and Marty, and I think. What his, her defense lawyer will do is mitigate all the circumstances, and that you know she, while she you know has been found guilty, she has all these redeeming qualities. They'll have character letters, they'll have a three-sentence investigation report. And she, the court will have a complete picture of her. Notably, I think it should be notable in Pennsylvania, which I've played you know clients who had trials on. They're found of involuntary manslaughter it's a misdemeanor in Pennsylvania and it doesn't carry wow. its steep wow. on a grading. Okay. So that you know, when I heard about the 15 years, I was a little bit taken back. Clearly it's a felony in Michigan, where in Pennsylvania it is not. I just wanted to note that so.
2: Hey Phil, um, you know what's ironic? I'll use the death penalty as an example. Polls in Pennsylvania say about 80% of Pennsylvanians believe in the death penalty. There will never be another death penalty case in Pennsylvania ever again in in where somebody's put to death this is like that everybody i hear it every day phil hold the parents responsible right it's all we ever yep. hear yep. so the public yep. loves this you know that right
0: oh loves it loves it until until they might be sitting in my office boom you know <coughs> with all relatives. this boom yeah you know, no it, it, i don't say that to be cute or cheeky no I, no but no, i, think I get it. It, it, it. it's 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 You know, there's an old saying, you know, what what do you call a conservative, you know, a a liberal that's been indicted? What do you call a liberal (laughs) conservative, a conservative that's been mugged? So, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, but I think uh, Professor Astorino from Duke University, he called this. And you're starting to see more and more of this because whether they're minors or whether it's more people we can get in the net You know, a lot of the great practitioners throughout our history of this country would walk a lot of guys in in organized crime in the 40s until they had conspiracy and RICO acts, and then it could bring in a whole fishnet. And my question, my my statement then is, and the question has to be posed, is where does it end? Where does it end? With whom? Do we then say, okay, the gun manufacturer should have, uh, an affidavit signed by the parents that their kids not, you know, psychotic. I mean, you know, like, and and kids will be kids too. Uh, every kid goes through emotional times. Does yep. that mean that he was sick yep. and it was so obvious? I, I don't know. I mean, I, it just doesn't rub me right.
2: Man, Phil, yeah. appreciate your time this morning. Fascinating, brother. Fascinating.
0: Thank you. Man. All right, Larry. All Thanks. right, thank you, Martin. Thanks, brother.
1: You got it, Phil DeLisante. Yeah. From his perspective, I understand what he's saying. Where does it end now?
2: Larry, you know we hear this every day. Whole mom and dad response. Every single day, brother. Crazy. But in this case? And
1: the governor will be our guest live right after the news at 8 this morning, and we'll get into some of the details of what he talked about yesterday in Harrisburg.
2: First, uh, folks he'll talk to in the entire country, actually, uh, since uh his— speech we're honored actually yeah
1: and and what the impact is for you here in southwestern pennsylvania hey,
2: hey phil raised some uh pretty provocative points you know look like if that was me I, if that was my son right I, I wouldn't i'm guessing if i get in that mom's head she probably doesn't think she was hurt hurting anyone by giving him a gun probably well apparently bought him a gun as a gift Yep.
1: but also bought him training However, and, and now the husband's going to go on trial next month for the same, uh,
2: you know, charges. You know, at a different level, they've gone after parents. And you know this, Larry, a, a fine mom and dad or fine mom because Johnny doesn't show up for school, right? I mean, they're, they're trying to make somebody responsible for something. I see what they're doing. I do. Well, also,
1: <coughs> what was interesting is what Phil Lacenti said at the end of our conversation, which was, Any parents raising teenage boys, at some points, their behavior could be erratic. Yep. When does it cross over into that you could ever imagine them being a mass
2: shooter? And and let's go way back to when all this mass shooting hysteria started with Columbine. I interviewed uh, one of the young boy's mothers, and uh, she had no idea that her son was buying guns, he was training with guns, and he wanted to kill everyone. Now, does that make her a bad mom? Do you have kids? My daughter goes up to her room and closes the door. She's gone for two hours. What's she doing? I don't know. You know what I mean? What do we do? Mad Max, good morning, brother. What's up, Marty? How you doing, Larry? Hey, Max. Jump in here, man. Your take.
3: So what Phil mentioned, you know, it's a slippery slope. So where do we stop? Um, you know, all this fighting that you've been talking about on your social media at sure. all the fist fights and everything. Yep. So
2: we three of them the yesterday. The three of them. Three of them yesterday.
3: Right. Do we start going after the parents for not raising good kids and that they're causing violence in schools? Do you start going after the parents of bullies because, you know, some kid was beat up in school, so the school's not going to do anything to the child. Do you start going after the parents? Where does it
2: stop? No, that's a great point, Max. What do you say? I I say, yeah, actually, at some point.
3: Uh,
2: (laughs) I don't know. I'm a big fan. You
3: say, yeah, until you're the guy sitting in. uh, What happens when Vince punches some kid at school because they took his lunch money? And now you're in Phil's office defending yourself because your child, uh, you know, hit somebody at school. Right. I I don't know, man. Yeah.
2: No, it's – one of my boys sent me a note. Who gives their uh, kid, 15-year-old, a gun? And what's funny about Bill Sawyer is his family's they're all country folks. If you live in the country and you're 12 years old, you have a gun. That's just a fact. I mean, these kids grow up with guns. I, I had a shotgun and I
1: was 12. Yeah. And I had to take the NRA test, you know, and that's just because my dad, you know, four boys, we were, you know, he he wanted us to be familiar with weapons, how to treat them, how to use them, how to be
2: safe. But you think back, wow, 12. But But Max, if you make a plan to give your kid a gun and you know he has mental problems and the kid commits an act like this, someone somewhere has to be held accountable and that's what parents are saying that's what the cultures of america say. saying right right max
3: yeah I, I agree with that and you know i uh, i enjoy shooting i have a young son that i've taken to the range but i would never give my son i don't know what did they give my handgun yeah. I, I don't think that's responsible i mean maybe a long rifle a 22 an air gun or something that's like what that. i had but,
2: actually i had a 22 and a shotgun
1: yeah.
3: yeah, and for, but I don't I, I, don't know about giving the kid a pistol.
1: In my case, you know, it was uh, my dad had him locked away and separated. You know, it wasn't like I had free access either as a boy. I
2: remember one of my boys in the neighborhood, this is a fact, I lived in inner city, man, had a shotgun, and going down to the railroad tracks with that shotgun and shooting at birds. And my point is teenage boys do stupid crap with guns. And mom and dad should know that. I think. I Somewhere, somehow, we have to have a more accountable culture. And mom and dad are kind of the root of that. It's tough though, Max, right? Yep. Yep. How old's your son, Max? He's twelve. Oh, he's right there in that sweet spot when they start getting fascinated with guns and fire, <laughs> right? It's true firecrackers yep, yep, i was blowing
1: stuff up yep. and lighting stuff on fire yep
3: yeah my son likes making uh homemade
1: smoke bombs yeah uh... <laughs> and you know what for those that never raised a boy they not they don't know they think oh my god but you know they go through stages right so how would you know in the in this case that your son was going to do something Absolutely heinous, like this kid did. And he's talking about the the
2: video I posted this morning of another fight at Brashear. Do you go after mom and dad? Yeah, at some point, hell yeah. And should you go after
1: bullies' parents who don't do anything about it? Thanks, Max. You're the man. All right, take care, man, Max. You got your hands full, Max. You got a 12 year old boy, right? (laughs) Yeah. He'll be lucky if he makes it to the 13 in April. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Take us with you where you're going. We'll keep you updated with news, weather, and even high school basketball game of the week every Friday night. This week it's Thursday
2: night. And uh, we got you covered. So, I don't know if you had the time because I posted this late, but I posted this video I don't know, really early this morning. This massive fight at um, Brashiro High School. Did you see that? Yeah. This was yesterday. Yeah, they had three fights yesterday. Here's why this is unsettling. First of all, they have a damn good principal. Damn good. They have damn good teachers. But here's the problem. And, And this is a rhetorical question that I ask to everybody listening. They had three fights in one day. Now, this principal, who's very proactive and a wonderful woman, said, to hell with you kids. I'm taking your cell phones every day. So, because the kids like to record them on their cell phones and put them out on social media. Yeah, they
1: record, organize and record fights. Yep. And some teachers have been in, injured in the process yep. and but they you know, it, the
2: emphasis is social media right. posting it. Look at me, look at us. So somehow my brother they're getting around that. Obviously as this video proves. Um the other issue is there've been at least three massive fights there in the last couple of weeks. Remember last it was a Friday that I reported The cops were all there because kids said they're all going to kill each other, shoot each other, right? So this is the environment, right? And so good for this principal for saying, let's get rid of these hoodlums, these scoundrels, these criminals. So they arrested a 14-year-old female yesterday and a 15-year-old. They're in school with a ton of prior offenses. Think about it, Larry. Firearms, uh, illegal firearms, possession of drugs, uh, recklessly endangering another person. They grabbed a 15-year-old who was in school yesterday for driving a stolen vehicle, shooting an illegal firearm and drugs possession, carrying a firearm without a license. Now, remember, he's carrying a firearm at 15. Think about it. Without a license. Right on, brother. Handgun. And all I'm saying is, because we heard Shapiro talk a lot about education. As you're sitting out there, you're an American family. And you're living in, in that school district. Ain't no way. Ain't no how. I'm sending my kid to that damn school. Ever. It's not happening, madam I'll take on nine jobs before I do that. Why? You want your kid in there? How about these teachers doing magnificent work? And I have a lot of friends that teach there. They're amazing people. They hurt their shoulders, their backs. They get punched, kicked all day long, ma'am. There are students that go to school there every day and don't go to class at all. They wander the halls all day. I'm serious. Well, how does that happen? They're allowed. Why? the theory is if you suspend them and kick them out, then what happens? Then what happens? They hit the streets. And then what happens? They commit a crime. And there's this whole bizarre theory that we're picking on these kids by disciplining them. How about that? All I'm saying is, these kids, one of my boys sent me a note when I worked the metal detectors. Okay. Listen to this, Larry. And they're trying to take away phones at a school. I found phones in a book. Larry, listen to this in a sandwich in someone's shoe under their foot. Phones, Larry. phones. It makes me sad that number one, These amazing teachers have to deal with this crap. Number two, the students that go there that just want to learn. Number three, that a district that is so progressive and so wrapped around, let's take care and love these kids, that they can't see the truth. That until you take the bums, the bad kids, the felons out of those schools, nothing will work and they will continue to fail, and it's frightening because every single person I know in this town that has a nickel will not send their kids to the public schools. Would you? Anyone out there? Would you? Every Wednesday
1: at this time, da, we da, welcome da. another medical professional brought to you by Allegheny Health Network, health for all 412 doctors, always a great resource, and today, Dr. Alicia Kaplan is a adult psychiatrist and medical director for the Center for Adult Anxiety and OCD at Allegheny Health Network. Doctor, good morning. Good morning. You know, it's ironic because we just came off of January, which is supposedly the cloudiest month we've ever had recorded in this area, and we start... Right. February with all this sunshine, which can be a mood changer, and I know one of the things you want to discuss this morning is that seasonal affective disorder or sad. It's actually smart. Really, real. Acronym.
4: It really is. And uh, each winter, we you know we certainly have different winters. Some are more difficult than others. And um, we were we're fortunate in the last few days to have a lot of sunlight. Um, huh. Sunday was a great day to take a walk.
1: And that has a direct effect on people's moods. I mean, we all know so that. True, Larry. But what is SAD exactly, clinically?
4: Right, clinically, it it is a form of mood disorder. And most commonly in the wintertime or winter depression, it presents in the early fall or winter and then goes away or remits in the spring or, in, or summertime. And... For certain individuals, they can see patterns. But in order to make the diagnosis, it has to be at least uh, two seasons like that. But it can um, vary in degrees for people. So it can be in its more easier forms or not even full diagnostic. It can be a little bit of sadness, low energy, um, sleeping too much, eating too much, Through more severity, where it's really a clinical diagnosis, where Mm. it's pervasive sadness, um, most of the day, every day, uh, trouble with having interest in things, wanting to sort of hibernate uh, in their house, you know, low energy, too much sleep, an increased appetite and eating, even uh, craving carbohydrates,
1: So when does it tip over into something where somebody should seek professional help? Nice, nice.
4: Thank you. So when someone, you know, it's either within ourselves or our spouses or loved ones can say, hey, you're not yourself. You know, someone's not sleeping, not, you know, not eating right, sleeping too much or not um, engaging in life, uh, whether it's uh, going to work or participating in things with the family. You know, once it's causing so much distress and interfering with our functioning, then um, that really becomes a disorder. But so I think once people start seeing a change in their uh, functioning and, uh, you know, worrying about themselves.
2: You know, doctor, it's actually fascinating because we get up at three in the morning and I'm serious about this. And Larry knows this. I have that. And I'm not exaggerating that sad feeling every day sitting there alone in the dark. It's a problem, isn't it?
4: Yeah, well, you know, as human beings, we all have different, you know, vulnerabilities to the light, which is very interesting. And I think especially the people that see it within themselves that live here in Pittsburgh, um, where there can be more cloudy days, you know, even in January and February, it's important to plan ahead. That's like the most power we have is we can predict it. (laughs) So... um, it's, it's kind of like making sure you have bright windows in your house, that you have a, enough good indoor lighting, um, that you get out and exercise um, even for a little bit, you know, or plan social engagements in advance because the people that we know and trust, we can say, hey, you know, I'm not really myself in the winter. So if I have this planned, I don't have to go through the motions of trying to figure it out when I don't feel good.
1: Well, we advise people to check out uh, Allegheny Health Network, and you can do that at ahn.org. 412 Doctors, also a great resource, Dr. Alicia Kaplan, psychiatrist. We appreciate your time and expertise, at least with the sun today. It helps. Thank you. That's right. Thank you.